0: Welcome, welcome to the Anchor.com, AnchorFM.com podcast, the home of broadcasting wherever you want to, all around the world, from your bedroom, living room, bathroom, any room your heart desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This particular episode, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite bands, and interesting thing, they're another British act. I've done two previous ones this particular day, and this is my third one. This band was seen as some pretty boys and catchy and charismatic in the Teen Machine magazines and all that. However, behind all that, they actually have longevity, have had an impact. And one of those bands that when you start talking about all-time greatest British bands, like if you're just talking from Britain, you have to give them some acknowledgement or a nod because their body of work continues to speak for itself. And long after the videos were played and all the other stuff that was going on, they were versatile band. They they went into different sectors and they showcased their goods. The band I am talking about is Duran Duran. And um, where do I start? I think I will start one of the first songs that come to mind is Girls on Film. Now, they, were, they had some pretty risque videos, etc, etc but behind all the posturing and the paneling to the camera you listen to some of the bass you listen to some of the music that was coming out they was pumping some grooves Um, you know, Sam Laban on vocals was doing his thing and uh, you could definitely hear the band you know, they were um, a very talented band you know, don't always get their due but the music was there you know, And when you hear a song like Girls on Film, you hear that pulsing and groove and that chorus. That's 40 years ago. It's kind of a funny thing when I say some of these artists are, that I feature. Because I can say, well, that was 40 years ago, this was that. Well, if you can do that and don't even think like it's been all that time, but you can reflect on it. That says a lot about what they did as artists. That definitely speaks to the volumes of it. And it's definitely one of those cuts. So that one definitely is a bumper the next cut that i liked a lot was hungry like the wolf and even though it was similar in theme as girls on film it had it had a real sneaky type of groove going on with it and it again they had these themes and these concepts with their music but it complemented what they were doing you know you could you could hear the groove coming up and the chorus was real catchy um it one of those songs that you just kind of, like, just got into, you know. And they ran around. To be honest with you, nobody else at that time was really sounding like what they were doing. They, you know, it would be passed off with pop rock and all that. But I tell you, the craftsmanship, the way the songs hit, and the way it worked spoke to itself. So, you know, um, it definitely, you know, something that you definitely, uh, you know, can remember. And that. Is a trademark about their songs. They had some real catchy songs. They definitely, you know, had something that was definitely there. So that was real catchy. The next cut that I dug was Real. And it was um pretty straightforward type of song. But I always liked the way the keyboards went in the song. I liked the way the groove went. Sam LaBona had some interesting vocal uh, parts in the arrangements. And I definitely liked the, the tone of that song. And again, you know, these songs, um, you know, kind of stay on a certain type of path, but um, it did, it, it complements what they were doing, you know, when you hear their music. Um, you know, again, it's just, it's like one of those things that you, you know, you kind of just groove along to, and they had a way of kind of like um uh, that gap, so this was definitely, you know, a catchy song. The next song is Save a Prayer, and it's a real haunting synth-sized bass cut. the bond is almost like melancholy in the song, but again, it's one of those songs that kind of like his chorus and the part, and they were really, like I said, they were bringing out a lot of cuts. They, had, they were just hitting them left and right, you know, they have hitting you in different angles, but, um, you know, it was definitely one of those songs that just definitely was on point lightsaber prayer just like i like it, there's something i should know uh, i had a certain urgency to it it had a undercurrent groove to it and it was coming you know it was coming to life and um i like the background vocals one of the things i always said about duran duran is that the music was catchy and it stayed in a certain tempo but the harmony that they would get out of it, they really found. you know, you really felt where well they were going with the harmony. And that was one of their selling points that moved it. The next cut was Union of the Snake. And this is really the chorus that really has the bite on this cut. Uh, you know, it was just really strong, catchy. And you can feel the vibe of the song. And I really liked the groove of it. Again, they had some undercurrent grooves. And that's what led eventually... To the ears of Nile Rogers from Chic, being a mutual uh, admiration from because the next song, which was really big for them, was the Reflex, and that song had some bite and had some groove to it, and they were pumping out some cuts. This in a three-year window, and they hit some big cuts. I mean, these songs was coming left and right, you know. And they and again. When you get past the screaming and the team beat magazines and all the other stuff, they had some cuts that just hit like that. They really had some songs that were just like on point. And they were the truth. The next song was A View to a Kill that I like. This one was used for the James Bond film. And it had that bond theme groove going. Again, it complimented what they do. It sounded just like a Duran Duran record. And you could appreciate the groove and the army of it. They just again, they have a way of just presenting the music. And um, matter of fact, you know that's one of the best things I could say about the Rando Just matter of fact, layered nicely, harmonically. It was a cool groove and it was tight. Now we get to the next era, which when they work with Nile Rodgers on Point Directly, Notorious. Which you could say the Biggie get his name for Notorious, but Notorious was a bump and cut. It was a departure from the sleek synth new romantic style that they were aiming looking and they got more leaner and had more groove to them and the collaboration with Nile Rogers was on so point. The Taurus was a beast of a cut. I love the media guitar. Uh obviously Andy Taylor, Roger Taylor, but Nick Rose on Keys, but they you could definitely sense where they were going with this cut. They you could you could definitely sense where they were at musically. And this was it complemented some of LeBron's range. I mean, it was a groove. And this one still bumps hard right now as we speak. Um, you know, it was definitely one of those songs that it had the groove to it. It was on board, so this was a smoker. And Notorious is still one of them songs that I will play, and it still bumps. It, it still bumps. Another song I like was Skin Trade. And this is like the vocals and the bass even getting funkier for them. So... They did not sound like the way you remembered with Girls on Film in the early 80s. They had really, and within the decade, had revamped their sound and their style. And it complimented them, you know. It just, uh, again, a testimony to their evolution and growth as a band. And... You know, some people just dismissed them as a pretty boy group, but i tell you something. These cats stayed with it, added some musicality to it, and you could see the evolution of what they were doing. And the next phase of them came into the 90s with Ordinary World, which was a big, big slow jam, but it caught on. And can you make that leap, and can you make that turn from where you were? So, if you're just seen as just like, this one way, and then you come around and do this turnaround that they did, um, it shows you the talent, the hard work, the determination, you know, I do consider Duran Duran one of the 10 greatest British bands ever, I do like separate polls on different things, but I think Duran Duran, um, is one of those bands that is underrated, doesn't get his due, but they first, they far surpassed, um, You know, being just one-dimensional. Because, obviously, the songs still hold up. And, um, you know. And they had spinoff acts, what I was talking about earlier. Arcadia came out. 85, they spun that up. And then you had the Power Station spun it up. And so, when you think about the Randoran, the only thing that didn't happen is Simon LeBron never got that solo career. So, we'll never know what that would have been like. But they did branch out and do different things and came back. So... They've cut a lot of albums, a lot of songs, and um, they're one, like I said, if you did a British music act, you can't really talk about British music scene the last 40 years and don't have Duran Duran in it. They definitely um, left a mark. So anyway, that's my thoughts and takes about Duran Duran. Please tell me your favorite Duran Duran songs, albums, videos, live performances. Uh, wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for one another, and... Just because a song is old or album is old doesn't mean you don't you can't find something new in there because Duran Duran had an impact. And it, it was there. The songs are there. The music is there. Uh, keep it funky. Stay on the one. Be safe out there. Be careful out there. Till next time, peace and the best. And listen to some Duran Duran because they have some music in there that more than meets the eye.